Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. What's a girl to do to repurpose herself so her priorities are aligned to create a life she loves? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, I want to invite you to check out our new female If you found wellness to be complicated with all the advice out there and all that's on your plate, definitely want to join us. We're working together on wellness So today I'm really excited to introduce you to a friend of mine. This is Jennifer Dukesher. She was a small town girl that dreamed of the big city, right? But also more opportunity. And so she went on to become a lawyer. But as often happens to many of us, once she had a family, her passion shifted. And now she was looking for an opportunity that would give her more flexibility and an unlimited income. And so once she was introduced to network marketing, the trajectory of her life has never been the same. So Jennifer, I'm so glad that you are here, but I don't want to tell your story for you. We want to hear it from you. So tell us a little bit about your journey from litigator to entrepreneur and the difference that that has made for you and that family that you started. Thanks, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here. And I love to tell my story because I hope that it helps other people understand that life changes and focus changes and dreams change. And um, that's kind of what happened to me. Um, I couldn't wait to get out of small town and I 
you know, ended up moving to the big city and going to law school and litigating because, and I got into litigation really because I, I, I wanted to help people. Also, I love to negotiate and um, fight wrongs and injustices and, you know, had all of these grander plans and um, was never going to have children. <laughs> I was going to fight all the wrongs <laughs> in the world. So there's um, a big change. I know, right? Uh, my high school friends still laugh at me about that. Uh, but it got into the litigation world and realized it really it really wasn't what it was cracked up to be in my mind. Um, it, it definitely is not what you see on Law and Order. Um, and right. it requires a lot of time. It requires a lot. It does a lot of stress. Um, and I just really felt like my family was getting my crabby leftovers, really, because um, I'm a very committed type A person and was giving my all. And to be really successful, you really need to make it your number one priority. And some people are amazing at it. I still have law school friends who are just amazing at it and it's their thing. Um, it just wasn't my thing anymore and it wasn't bringing me any passion. And so I wanted something else, but I didn't know what that something else was. I didn't know what was out there, uh, because I had Mm -hmm. been raised with an employee mindset and, you know, nine to five trading time for money. And I assumed that the next thing I did would be just like that. Um, but luckily um, I was introduced to a smarter way um, um, it, called network marketing, <laughs> um, which again was totally by chance, totally by chance. And I was invited to a girlfriend's house and my husband happened to be home that night. He would have been traveling five days a week. Um, at the time we had three small children and I went over because I wanted girl time, um, nothing else. I didn't care what the party was even about. I just wanted to be there for the girl time. And it was really a divine intervention. And I was a terrible guest. I went in there with the attitude of like, I don't care what's being said here. I'm just here for the girl time. But for some reason, my heart and my mind heard what was said that night. And I got asked the question, if you keep doing what you're doing, where will you be in five years? And the reality of the answer to that question scared me a lot. Um, Still makes me emotional because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to be right where I'm at. Because we're not really planning on making any changes. And so my ears were perked. And I started hearing about this opportunity where I had time flexibility. And I got Mm -hmm. to put my family first. And I got to work. I mean, it's work. It's a business. Uh, I love to work. But I got to be there for my kids. I mean, I had to take sick kids to daycare um, when I was litigating. Because it had a deposition. I had to go. I didn't have any family where I was living. And I needed to be there. And so the idea of not missing out on any more of those moments, not being, um, having to choose between being present for my kids and my career was so attractive to me. And I knew nothing about this industry. So I didn't come in with any preconceived notions or anything. And I am an information gatherer. And so I'm like, give me all the information and then I'm going to try to poke holes in it. Um, Uh, Right. And I couldn't, I couldn't. And I thought, well, I've got 45 days. I got 45 days to prove her wrong. You know, there's a return policy. <laughs> and I jumped in and it's, it's been the most amazing blessed journey. Wow. Wow. You know, what a beautiful story of just be the right time, like you said, and you didn't even go for the right reasons. You know, I mean, not that it's wrong to go because you want a girl time or to support your friend or anything like that, but you know, just that you went in with not being open, but then came out 
with that, with that openness and, you know, look at the difference that that yes has made in your life. And, you know, I think that, you know, right now, I mean, even before the events of the last couple of months, so many women have felt this tug, you know, and men too, of just, you know, this corporate career or this, you know, this, this, this job or this, you know, whatever they're doing. And then, you know, this family, or if it's not family, you know, maybe it's just other passions or, you know, other things that they want to, to give to. So let's talk a little bit, you know, about that tug there. Right. And why, you know, why do you think that, um, why do you think that sometimes people stay so much longer in that place where they're still feeling the tug uh, and not, you know, stepping out into something new? Oh, goodness. I think there's so many reasons why. Um, I I think it's fear, you know, fear of what other people are going to think. I know that that Mm -hmm. was a problem um, in the beginning for me, for sure. I had an ego issue. I had gone to school for a lot of years and I had this degree and other people were living vicariously through me, you know, family members and so forth. I was the first to ever go to that graduate school, the first to ever have that degree. And, you know, I'd be introduced as, you know, the granddaughter, the lawyer, the daughter, the lawyer. I mean, it was part of who I was. And so that part was hard, mm-hmm. right? Am I letting people down? Um, so that keeps people yeah. stuck, I think, because we're worried about what other people think. Um, and luckily I had such amazing mentors in this business who kept reminding me, but it's your life. It's your life right. and you need to live it mm. the best way it can be lived for you and your family um, and not necessarily for other people. And um, so that was, that's usually an issue, you know, being worried about what other people are going to think is a problem. Right. Um, and pretty soon, yeah. um, I got over that because I realized what an amazing opportunity this was. And the more I got um, educated on it, the more passionate I got about it. And I thought, well, I can't help that other people can't um, see it, but I see it and I love it and I'm excited about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded by a culture that's lifting me up and encouraging me and um, encouraging me to dream again. Like I was such a dreamer as a kid I wanted to be an astronaut. I mean, I used to get the pamphlets from space camp um, and I couldn't oh. wait for that to be part of my future, you know? Um, and then slowly through the years, you keep getting told um, that's not realistic. That's not reality. That's not what, right. We, mm-hmm. we so many knows so many um, people who think they're helping you. Right. Um, and, and so you stop that dreaming a little bit. Um, and so yeah. I think I think you hit on a couple of really key things there. One is that oftentimes our identity is based on what we're doing. And especially when you've put money and time into a degree, you know, I'm sure it's one of those things, I mean, even in your own heart, but especially, you know, for your family and those who are watching to think why, I mean, they're, they're looking at you going, why would you throw that away? Um, you know, why would you walk away from, you know, something so, so amazing, um, you know, and, but the other thing that you hit on that ties into that is, like you said, it's not their life, you know, it's, it's your life and the things that are most important to you. And you're the one who pays your bills and you're the one who has to look your kids in the eye and say, I wish I could be here for, you know, whatever this is. And I can't, cause I have to go do this. Um, and so you're the one that has to make that choice, which, you know, is you're the one who has to live with that ultimately. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to do what's right for you and your family. Um, you know, and you have to think about, you know, is your neighbor going to bed at night worrying about your finances, worrying about where your kids are going to go to school, worrying about paying for the, you know, the sports lessons or the whatever for your family? No. And and not to, not to do that in sort of a mean or um, 
unkind way, but just re- realistically to understand that the choices you're making are for you and your family. Um, and yes. for me to be the best version of me, I needed to do something different um, because my family wasn't getting the best version of me. And that's not fair to anybody. Right. And I, right. I just, oh my gosh. I love that. I couldn't imagine being like that for the next 30 or 40 years just to make other people happy. You know, my family yeah. would be miserable. My marriage would probably be miserable because I was miserable. Um, but it made everybody else happy. So when you think about it, it doesn't make any sense, right? It just doesn't make any sense exactly. to do it that way. Exactly. And I was just sharing with someone yesterday about the book, The Best Yes by Lisa Turkhurst, where she talks about, you know, not making it about, you know, I think we feel, especially as women, like we just say yes to everybody, whether it's to our kids, whether it's to our family, whether it's to our boss, whether it's to, you know, the the person at the school PTO that wants us to, you know, volunteer for another thing. And, and sometimes by saying yes, we're at, we're actually being selfish in that we're not giving them our best yes. And so her whole concept of the book is, Instead of saying, oh, I feel bad saying no, say, is this going to be my best yes? Like if I say yes to this, will I be able to fully give my best to this, you know, and to these people or to this, this circumstance or this, whatever this task is or that type of thing. And if not, then it's okay to say, you know what, that's not my best yes. And, and I like how you hit in the beginning on things change in life, you know? And so what we thought maybe coming out of college was going to be our best yes. I mean, you thought space was it right when you were younger. And then of course you got into something different. When you got into college and, you know, in graduate school and things like that. And so that was a good yes for you at that point. But then that best yes changed because now, you know, you had kids, um, you know, in, that were in, in the picture and, and that type of thing as well. So let's talk about what if some of the benefits, I know you mentioned a few as you're telling your story, but what are some of the benefits to what you're doing, um, you know, that, that you've experienced or that you've seen others around you experience? Oh my gosh, the benefits, you know, that's the piece that's so hard when you, um, people don't understand why you're so passionate about what you're doing because there's so much to it. I mean, the benefits that this business has brought to my life, I could list pages, um, Mm. one, um, helping me become a better person, right? Um, you should always be a student of learning. You should always be doing personal development. And I didn't honestly didn't even know what that those words meant. I, I mean, I had no idea what those words even meant when I started this business. I, you know, we were so buried in life. Nobody was telling me to work on myself, right? They were telling me to work on the next case. And so I remember when I started this business, people showing me a whole section of Barnes and Noble I didn't even know existed. And I was so excited about it. I thought, whoa, people are like helping me understand who I am and how to be better and a better leader. So the personal development piece of it is just it's really a key, one of the key benefits of this business that is missed by a lot of people, I think, that they don't understand. It's not just about selling a product. It's not just about doing the business. It's about who you become when you do that. Um, and so the personal development has been huge. Um, the way my vision changed um, mm. from employee mindset to entrepreneurial mindset, I found, I awakened the the lion within me that had, had been I didn't even know what it was. And it was the idea of, you know, owning my time and owning a business and um, looking at just life differently. I just tell people it's, it's crazy. My husband and I just bought a a different business together a few months ago um, that never would have happened if I had not said yes to Arvon because we were employees. We were, and there's nothing wrong with being an employee. It's totally fine. Um, but it was the only way we knew how to think. 
And so Arbonne helped us um, think differently. This, this whole type of business model helps you think differently. It helps you own your own thing. Um, so that piece is huge. Uh, goodness, helping people. You know, I always, I got to tunnel, tunnel vision on how can I help people? And I thought it was through the law. I thought it was going to be, you know, with arguing their rights and their cases and so forth. Um, but now I see that I can help more people in an even more um, intimate way by helping them with their health or helping them with their wellness or helping them um, with an opportunity, you know, so they don't feel stuck in a life that isn't serving them anymore. And, and so wow. I, I can help anybody um, in different ways, just depending on what that is. Um, and my heart yeah. for service has just grown so much. I mean, I've always, always, always wanted to give back. I always love helping people, but I want to do it in even more and bigger ways right now. Um, and it, that I love just that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And one of the themes we come back to all the time in this show is about being repurposed, you know? And so as I'm listening to your story, I'm thinking to myself, you didn't throw away that law degree because you have repurposed some of those skills. You repurposed those experiences. You repurposed that heart to serve others just in a new way, right? And so I think we can oftentimes, you know, feel like, yeah, I'm just going to leave this behind, but really we can take those experiences, maybe the education we had, maybe the excitement that we had around some specific parts of that, and then repurpose that into something that like what you're showing us, it can be fulfilling and exactly what's going to give you more of what you want instead of the drudgery of just, you know, doing what, what you have to. Um, and I love the fact that, you know, this doesn't have to be an all or nothing. So if someone's listening right now and they're like, I don't think I can quit my job tomorrow and do this, you know, like this does not have to be a, you know, I once I was a lawyer yesterday and I'm an entrepreneur today. And, you know, here we go, you know, for most people, right. Would you say it's a transition you know, period. And then that option is out there if you wanted to make it your full-time thing. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't stop litigating. I didn't say, oh my gosh, I'm going to do network marketing. And I stopped litigating the next. It didn't work like that. It was a gradual process for sure. That's one of the beautiful things about this industry is you can work it alongside what you're, you're already doing, um, which is beautiful. Yes. Uh, another thing that was very attractive to me because I didn't have 40 other hours to give to another business or another job. Um, I had pockets of time each day that I could, you know, maybe stop watching TV or I could, you know, do give up some time to be able to build something that was important to me. So absolutely. You don't have to, to give it up and you don't ever have to give it up. And I always tell people, I said, don't, don't use an excuse of, I love what I do. I can never imagine doing anything else because if you're not truly happy, then maybe like you're saying, you need to repurpose what you're doing in a different way. You know, maybe you could do it in a different way. Maybe you could do it because you want to, not because you have to, you know, maybe yeah. you could volunteer your time for whatever organization you're passionate about. Maybe you're an educator and you could go do some teaching in, you know, underprivileged areas and not have to worry about a paycheck. Or maybe you could give more. Like there's there's so many reasons um, that you could do this alongside what you currently love to do um, versus because you just want to quit it. Right. But if you want to quit, it's an option, too. Right. But no, you don't have right. to. Right. You don't have to at all. Yeah. And it wasn't, and it wasn't like it was this easy decision. I mean, I had gone to school for a long time and it felt right. And it was easy to say yes, but it was really hard to let go. Cause my, like you said, your identity gets wrapped up in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it becomes who you are. And there was definitely a depression period. I mean, I think people need to understand that this is real life. This isn't just like, Oh, this is all rainbows and roses. It was, 
there was a depression period I went through when I realized my identity was wrapped up in what I was doing. And I really didn't know who I was and what I even enjoyed or what my goals and dreams were. And I think the same thing can happen just being in the mom life, you know, whether you're working full-time and being a mom or you're home full-time, that identity can get so wrapped around our kids. And then we get to this point, usually it's around 40 or a little after when they start getting more independent or start leaving the nest. And suddenly we ask those questions about who am I and what, what am I good at? Because when was the last time anyone ever asked what I wanted to be when I grew up, right? It's always been so focused on your kids. And so I love the fact that you're asking those questions. And that's what I encourage my listeners to do is like, let's pause and ask those questions now. So you don't get to a point where you're miserable or you get to a point where you are feeling, you know, really low. Um, but start, you can start working on that even before the kids leave the house or even before, you know, you may maybe transition from my job or whatever it is that that life brings. And, and right now we're in such an interesting time in the world. I mean, if you and I were having this conversation a couple of years ago, I mean, it still would be a great conversation, but I feel like with all that's gone on in the last couple of months, people are more open to, you know, to things they can do on the side. They're seeing the value of additional streams of income and not putting all their eggs in one basket. They, a lot of people have kind of liked this. I get to work from wherever I am, you know, and uh, not have to go into an office, you know, every single day. And so I think that's attracting people. So if someone's listening today and they're just, they're thinking, okay, yeah, the gears are turning. I'm a little curious, you know, what would be like maybe a couple pieces of advice or tips or keys that you would have to help them, you know, kind of start that process of looking and seeing, you know, what else could be out there for them. And if something like network marketing could be a fit for them. Uh, the first tip I would say is be open-minded and get information. You know, before you say no to something, at least just get the information. I'm a very skeptical person by nature. So it's not like I just say yes to everything. And like I had already said, I wasn't raised with this mindset, but I gathered information and I asked a lot of questions and it was a fit. So just get the, get information around whatever it is that you're looking at doing, whether it's network marketing or a different business or stepping outside in some other way, just gather information. Um, and, and then, then do a, um, a logical sort of breakdown of, does this make sense for me? Um, and is this something that I feel like I could do, um, for sure. And then I would say, you know, take a step in that direction. <laughs> you know, it's so yes. it's fine to have the information, but then we have to do something with it. You have to make a step in a direction, um, and be able to move forward before you're really going to know if it's a fit or not. And there's no such thing as failure. It's just learning. You know, I always tell my kids, like, you're going to learn a lot more by not doing that well or by falling down than if you just did everything right. Um, And although, you know, we feel bad, usually it's because we're worried about what other people are going to think if we didn't do well. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a learning opportunity. Um, And you can show people that you're just going to get back right right back up. And now I'm smarter. I'm not going to do it that way anymore. I tell my team all the time. I'm like, yeah, don't do it this way. I did it this way. That wasn't really smart. Like, do it this way. Um, and so yeah. being able to make a step in a direction, you know, and, and just move a little bit and see if it is a fit for you mm-hmm. for sure. And don't compare. Yeah. I think it's hard to make that full decision just looking from the outside, you know, because until you actually start, you know, getting in inside, you know, a community of others who are doing that or really, you know, using and experiencing products or really starting to do the growth mindset, you know, you're still just that I'm looking from the outside with my hands on the glass, you know, my face kind of up there going, what are all those people doing out there? And why is it like they're having so much fun? And I don't know if I want to be there or not, you know, so I love that advice to take a step. And one thing that I often say, and I've heard many times before is don't ask for advice from somebody who hasn't done it. 
you know, you don't go to your doctor to ask them what's wrong with your car because they don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they may know, they may, you know, take care of their own car stuff at home, but right. You, you go to the person who has the information or has been doing that. Right. And so often we have these well-meaning friends and family who had a negative experience or who tried it, quote unquote, but really they didn't really do it. They just kind of said yes and never did anything with it. Or they heard that somebody did it or they heard it was a pyramid scheme, you know, like those types of things. And so they're well-meaning and trying to protect you. But I often say, you know, they're, they're not giving you advice because they know, and they've actually been in there doing it. So I love that, that, that idea of take a step and and get around people who are doing it and then see is, yeah, how does this feel? And then just keep one step after the next. That's beautiful. That's great. Exactly yeah. right, Lisa. And I say the same thing. I have a gal on my team who is a fashion designer. I can't sew a button on a, on a shirt. And I, you know, she was struggling a little bit. And I said, okay, if I came to you and I was telling you how to sew that outfit, would you listen to me? She's like, no. So then why would you listen to somebody who's never done what you want to do? Just yeah. listen to people who, who have been there. Find somebody who's a step ahead of you and follow that person. And my goodness, you know, the whole personal development piece of it, listening to podcasts like yours or reading books. And there are so many ways to make money in this world. Like there is no one way. And like you said, we're living in such a, an amazing time period where people's eyes are being open to that. Um, just get the information and then let's take a step in that direction. I love that. I love that. And it's not like you're going and you're investing your second mortgage in your house, right? Or you're investing thousands and thousands of dollars like people do for businesses all the time. And I bet if you started a franchise that was from a well-known company, nobody would question you. They'd be like, great job, but you just took on $200,000 worth of debt, right? But you decide to sign up for $49 and people are like, oh my goodness, you're going to, you know, what are you throwing your life away for? And so, yeah, I, I, I think that's just so, so spot on is just, you know, get the information decide, you know, how this, could this be a fit for me? And then take that step and, you know, and just try it. And worst case scenario, you become a better person and hopefully get healthier, you know, in the process or whatever too. So, well, we could talk all day, you know, about this and, you know, both of us have said yes to, you know, to an opportunity like this and it's made a difference for us. So, you know, if someone's listening today and they want to, you know, follow you, they want to learn more about you and what you're doing and things like that, where can they get in touch? How can they find you? Goodness, you can find me on Facebook. Um, you can find me at Jennifer Dukeshire. You can also find me on my business page and you can also find me on Instagram. It's just Jennifer Dukeshire and it's a public page. So you should be able to locate me. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn, um, which we can put that link in um, below the podcast notes, but yes, um, all I those do places. That. Yeah. Okay, I love being perfect. in there. I love letting people see my life and my crazy family and, and how we make things work. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's what this is all about. It's a business that you can do alongside your life so that you can live your life and enjoy your life. And so I love that you're letting people take a peek at that. So yes, we will put the links to those uh, in the show notes. So that way you guys can go follow, uh, you know, and just, you know, and just see what does someone else's life look like in this. And I will also drop a link. I put together a, an online business guide with five things to look for to help find the right fit for you. And so I will put that down in the comments as well. So if anyone wants to grab that and just Again, start asking questions, start gathering information and start seeing what else is out there, because this is one of those things that can open doors to so many other you know, opportunities. And you never know, right, what saying yes to one thing will do down the road. And I can guarantee the people who, you know, have taken this and embraced it do not regret it, Right. And, uh, and they're just going to continue to share it with as many as they can. So thank you so much for being with us today. Any last thing that you want to say before we go? 
You know, I just want to encourage people explore that tug that's in your heart. Um, we have one life and it's, it's so short and we're never guaranteed tomorrow. And if you're not feeling like you're living repurposed, you're living full out, you just, you know, owe it to yourself, your family to go explore that. I totally agree. So let's continue to live repurposed and rethink our priorities of growth and wellness and purpose so that you can truly live a life that you love. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Jennifer, for sharing today. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. And I can't wait for you to join in the conversations afterwards in our new Facebook group, Women Repurposed After 40, where you can hang out with me, our fantastic podcast guests, and amazing women like you wanting to live repurposed too. Just click the link in the show notes while it's top of mind. And if you enjoyed this episode or think it would be helpful for other women in this stage of life, please leave a review at podchaser.com or right here on this platform. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lisa Figgins on any platform. And until next time, remember, keep rethinking your priorities to create a life you love.